self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am someone who hopes that my flight attendant is never drunk also known as calamity red okay well this is conversation con artists welcome back to another fantastic episode you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it into our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send us a message that way. Uh, we got one long ass letter from old Leroy Ketchum ass. We do. <laughs> Are we supposed to be doing the poetry first or the letter first? Yeah. What have we been? I don't, I don't know. know. Which one? No matter me, you want to do the poetry first? Nah, let's do the letter first. All right. Leroy Ketchum at Nerd Plate. Check it out. We actually did an Avengers Infinity War. Spoilers. Spoilers, Overview. Nigga. Spoilers. Spoiler. <laughs> Initial impressions. Final thoughts. Just talking about the whole movie don't listen if you hadn't watched it how we I don't feel about hear it. no bullshit about how we spoiled it i'm telling you now it is nothing but spoilers if you have not seen it do not listen to it is us nerd played in government name podcast just all being ridiculous so y'all should check it out it's quite but, funny but leroy catch him through From, the long email out here because he's but it's all right we finna make it happen what's up guys it's been a while I wanted to see you guys. I wanted to send you guys an email because I was bored and I wanted to hear my stuff read on a media platform. Mind you, the name of the email is Batman Dies at the End of Infinity War. As always, you know my emails must come in two parts, one serious and not so, and one not so serious. And I will start with the serious first. Had a conversation with my wife recently where we talked about the racial divide in this country. Now, mind you, we rarely have discussions like this, but not because of it causing a problem. We just don't talk about it. My wife brought up a point that I think definitely should be expounded upon more than I could explain at the time due to myself being stuffed with steak from Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> we as black people are at the ass end of the totem pole. Yes, that's true enough. But I never really noticed how she would get the same looks as I would get from our people, mostly women, when we're out together. Yes. I've noticed it more and more now that the look is natural across all races. Yes. Everyone has that somewhat a very racist grandparent or great grandparent that just naturally ain't going to like a race because they were alive to experience the old days. But to see any generation today past the baby boom age, look at people and still have that hatred and ignorance ingrained enough to see interracial couples and be like, why would she be with him? He's black. Or why would he be going with her? She white makes me think that the wedge between us is one that grows more than it shrinks. The area that we live in certainly doesn't help either. Thanks, Alabama. As you can <laughs> tell, I clearly believe in love who you want to love. I could give a wet fuck what folk think about it. Let someone for who love someone for who they are and how they make you feel. I really didn't have a point. I guess I just wanted to share. Now the silly parts. Oh, wait. Let's address that first and then we'll get, because I'm going to cuss him out about these silly parts. Okay. <laughs> So right. I wanted to get my serious on first. For, so um, if you didn't gather, uh, Leroy Ketchum is in an interracial relationship. He is African-American and his wife is Italian. Mm -hmm. uh, dark white. <laughs> dark white. Uh, very sweet. Very sweet. Um, but yes. Uh, so there's a thing, uh, especially now, that's kind of going on um, that I've noticed that, you know, when... I had a, a friend that 
I, I would go out hang out with and he was white and so when we would be out we would get lots of like stares from you know white people um black men but not black women um now the the gag was that my friend was gay as fuck so like so like them being upset about thinking that we're an interracial couple was hilarious because if they really knew the truth then they'd be even more mad because he is a homosexual in the bible belt so the, the gag was on them but black women were i think black women have this thing kind of where it's like well you know these niggas ain't shit so like she had to go get a white man that's fine like i don't get the same looks or i didn't get the same looks now black men on the other hand i did experience that where it was like fuck she doing with this with this white boy and of course white people just not liking the interracial thing uh it is still something that happens and i think what you have to remember is that the baby boomer they're, they're gonna pass these things along so it's not as simple as these old people dying out if these ideas are still being passed along um now as far as black women I, black women can't stay <laughs> can't stand to see a black man with a white woman because they feel like and i mean to a certain extent i i get it because it's hard out here man this dating shit is terrible and if you're interested in dating just black men for whatever reason it's a little bit disheartening to see one that might be you know a a, a better a good whatever uh it, it might be a little disheartening to see that he is with somebody that doesn't look like you uh doesn't make it okay at all and then it's just some black women that just bitches and just don't <laughs> just feel some kind of way about it at the end of the day anyway but I mean, y'all have been together forever and that's something your relationship isn't something that people can look at from the outside. So you also have to kind of because I'm, I'm sure I, I don't know this, you know, again, my the, the guy that I was walking around with was my friend. So like them doing that, we just kind of laughed it off because it really didn't have an impact. But I could see them, you know, them being a, a married couple, how that could have an impact. Uh, but you have to just remember that they don't see your relationship. They don't know that y'all been together since high school. They don't know um how in love y'all are by looking from the outside you just have to ignore ignorant they wouldn't ass give people. a fuck well they wouldn't yeah true they anyway wouldn't. you just have to ignore ignorant ass people basically but i don't i i think we are expecting that when these old people die out it's going to be this utopia type shit and i don't th those ideas get passed down within families and so there, you know there are still places in alabama that i won't fucking go Cause I don't want to be caught in a store at night with these. Cause I don't want to. I feel like I, there's still a possibility for some places in Alabama for my black ass. Coleman, to get hung. Coleman. They say <laughs> if you black, don't stop at night. So that that is still a real thing. Like not even at a gas station. Yeah. Like don't stop at Coleman or Clinton. Just keep going. The police, through. they'll stop you. So I mean that that's still a reality. So these ideas are being passed down. So I don't know that these folks dying out is going to do anything because while they're alive, they still are passing along these ideas. So there's a quote that says, if we, we go to sleep tonight and wake up in the morning, all the same color by noon, we'll have something new to hate each other about. It's just that in our society, color is the easiest identifier by which you can distinguish yourself and separate yourself. And it doesn't help that we have a history of white America uh, identifying themselves as the best race and uh, any other brown inclined group as inferior to them. It, it absolutely doesn't help.
that situation. Uh, but I think a very, very strong, there is a very strong correlation between social acceptance and IQ. So when you talk about people like me, Red, you know, the nerd plate, government name, we have a level of intelligence that helps us accept a range of diversity. But when you think of places like Alabama and Mississippi being damn dead last in education, I think you can see why there might be a large group of people in our culture that don't accept those things. Because if you go to California, it's accepted. If you go more north, the further you get away from states that have low IQs, the further <laughs> you get away from those kind of looks and those kind of stares. But the thing is, you're never going to be able to get away from from that. You know, like Red said, it's just those things are going to be passed down from family to family. I mean, white people in our society are the only ones that can go somewhere and get away from brown people. Yes. You know, there are like six states with less than 0.01% brown people, but brown people can't go anywhere for that. And when you have a cultural dynamic where white people are oppressors and everybody else is a level of oppressed, you're going to have black people that consider you if you're a black person they they and a white person as selling out to the culture like i had a i saw a um saw a post that said if you are a black person that dates or marries a white person like there's only so much you can be pro-black what yeah like they put a throttle on how pro-black you be because uh, they don't have shit you can't be pro-black if you you know have a white mate you know or made of a different culture that's not black but <laughs> just like we talked about last time oppositional culture oppositional culture theory that acting white acting black accusation mm -hmm. is based on the fact that we've identified these things that are close to us and if you don't participate in those things you're not black and one of those things is dating a person that's not black but all of this shit goes deep into trauma, you know, like like cultural trauma. Yeah. Like when you talk about the history of how black people were pitted against each other, I talk about it all the time. During slavery, big against small, man against woman, light against dark, house against field. The psychological warfare that was at play during slavery still exists. It's a lighter version of it, but it still exists. You know, you can go find team light skin, team dark skin. Hashtag that is our intercultural issues that create such a strong, a strong aversion to when we see people of a different color, of a different race, with different race. And, but that's where people will have lower IQs. And there's a lot of people that don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people that are intelligent that have that same shit, but it's, it's for other reasons. And you know, we can have a conversation about it. But there's a lot of other reasons why that dynamics at play. But I don't know what we can do about that shit. I don't think race, I don't think that shit is going to change. But that's why people who think that it's post-racial, like this shit, it, these things get passed along. Now, do I think that it could improve? Possibly. But like, to well, we complete... all the color coffee in 300 years? <laughs> no, nah, that ain't long enough. In about a thousand years? Well, my black ass won't be here. But And you know what's going to never... happen? When that time comes, it's going to be small groups of white people trying to 
maintain white purity and yep. it's gonna be small groups of dark skinned black people trying to maintain black purity and yep. it, i mean that's just what's gonna happen that but what I, so my point is that it's never gonna completely i just i don't foresee a future where that doesn't matter at all if it happens it's gonna be well after i'm not here the silly parts i can cuss his ass out now (laughs) now for the silly parts mr on point you had me laughing and mad as hell at the same time when you attempted to deduce the origin of nicknames of all the migos all i'm saying is let the boys live and be great damn if y'all would read up and stop dissing greatness they said that amigos was the name for a trap house that the dope moves from first of all i'm gonna need y'all not to be taking spanish words talking to somebody it derives from a trap house amigos is amigo is a friend my nigga <laughs> a friend and i don't a give pal. a damn like and i don't give a damn <laughs> what your explanation of why something named something like my homeboy nickname is booty by his family <laughs> you know what i'm saying that's fucking like terrible. i don't give a fuck what how much sense the origin of it makes <laughs> your nickname is booty you know what i'm saying like still yeah, it can make terrible. all the sense in the world the reason that he got that name i'd be like oh booty is still booty like it's still you know <laughs> so yeah i don't care if it was a trap house or what it was i mean it's still just weird and why would they name their group after a trap house I don't know i just i don't know i don't know i just would not name if i if i started a music group right now i wouldn't name it after just some item that exists in my life <laughs> office chair exactly <laughs> desktop computer <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i just don't know i want i wonder what the trap house means to them you know what i'm saying <laughs> were they born in the trap house and they just been around it did they integrate into the trap house later because they want to be thuggy you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to know if it means that much to them to name it after them. I want to know what what that means because it'll make more sense if you know one of their daddies died at the trap house and to pay homage to pops. <laughs> to, in order to pay homage to pops, this is what we're gonna do. But I don't know. I don't get it. No, I just don't get it. As far as nicknames, I really don't know. I know Quavo's real name is. Quavius, but that's about it. That's really awful. What? Quavius. It ain't really bad. <laughs> yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Would you name your kid Quavius? Why would you ask me that? Hell, fuck no. <laughs> me okay. saying it ain't bad don't mean I name my kids that shit. <laughs> why would? Why would you think? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You said it wasn't bad, so like maybe you would be open to a Quavius. This nigga ain't no role model. His parents. <laughs> His parents' naming tactics ain't no role model for me. <laughs> Quavius. No. LOL. A nickname is a nickname. Not everybody can be a J. Cole or a Kendrick or Kanye and just use their real name as a rap name. Walk it like I talk it. Or hashtag walk it like I talk it. Yes. For the Calmitus. What is that? Calmitus? Calamitous. Because it's my name. Calamitous. It's a missing all of it. Calamitous. Red. For the calamitous red velvet, I don't know what this this word is new to me. Both of them. <laughs> Number one, moist. Number two, choco taco. So when we recorded this podcast, I had to sit through fucking all every time. Let me just say, 
how horrible it is to be the only bit of estrogen in this group of nothing but testosterone. It is the worst, okay? Because they have the most inappropriate fucking conversations that I have to be privy to that I would rather not. So those two words came from a conversation that they were having that I don't want to get into because I had to listen to it twice because fucking Shogun missed it the first time and y'all talked about it again. So, But fuck you, Leroy. Go on. There is also a picture of a gray shirt. So, <laughs> I am currently, you know, in the beginning stages of dating somebody. And so, I, when I go out with somebody, I will send pictures to the group in case, especially the first time, in case I end up missing. So that y'all can show the police this is what this nigga look like. I watch too much ID channel. So, I want somebody to know that this is what this nigga looked like. This is the dude that she was last seen with, okay? So I sent them a picture. In the picture, he had on a gray shirt, okay? We went out this past weekend, and one we went out three times. One of the times, he had this same gray shirt on, and that happened to be the time that I decided to take a picture of the two of us together. And so now the joke is... <laughs> <laughs> that this nigga don't have nothing but this one gray shirt. <laughs> or, or. Or a bunch of He same. had like cartoon characters. He just got a good closet full of the same same shirt all throughout his closet. Either way, that is like concerning. It, he, he has more than just this gray shirt. I've seen him in more than just this gray shirt. I just happened to see y'all pictures of him in the gray shirt. But so now, so Leroy sending this picture, this gray shirt is shade at, at my date. Um, Again, fuck you, Leroy. <laughs> was, there was some more, wasn't there, besides mm-hmm. the gray shirt? Number four, if you think the Migos is great, which I know you do, laugh out loud come on there's media of you dancing to stir fry i know you will like this dude which is a video of a man or a rapper named the ugly god rapping to us um iphone ringtone the song is named i beat my meat and it's exact that's exactly what the whole song is about what him beating his meat but it's, it's more to it than that how what what's more what more was there it's not just about him beating his meat. Yes, it is. No, it's not. How is it not? It's about the depths to which he will go to beat his meat. He that will is- not. He will avoid having sex with Beyonce to beat his meat. This is, clearly speaks on the value that he places on masturbation over traditional forms of sex. You're not going to make this into something deep when it ain't. <laughs> I'm not going to I ain't even trying to make it into nothing deep. It is not deep at all. I'm just saying. At all. Shit is deep as a mountain. I'm just saying. No. Mm-mm. You can't act like it's just about. That is what it's about. It is just about a song so, about. So him. when you heard this, that's all you heard. Just yep. I beat my meat. I beat my meat. I beat my meat. That's it. That is it. So you blocked it out. It ain't blocking it out. It's a song about him beating his meat. That is what the song is There's about. There's more context to it. No, it isn't. I don't care that he'd rather do that than doing it with Beyonce. It's still a song about him beating his meat. There is no nuances to Listen, that song. Listen, if this was a client that walked into your office and told you this is my problem and gave you every bit of them lyrics, I you would, would have to take them, into consideration. No, I would refer them to a sex therapist. No, you would have to take into consideration not. all the nuances <laughs> of the things no that he nuances. says. There are no nuances in that. Yes, no. it is. No, there isn't. You about, to, you about to make me go look these lyrics up <laughs> and read this. 
It is not nuances. Just, Just go on. Don't look up the lyrics to this shit. I had to listen to it one time already. That's why I'm not, that's why I'm not gonna listen to it. I don't wanna hear the lyrics. That's the same thing as listening to the song. The lyrics are the song. No, it's not. It is. It's not without, without that the song. No, it's a beat without lyrics. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want I'm not gonna okay. Well, I'm not gonna add anything well, to the, more to this conversation. Well, this is for me. And the people. <laughs> this is horrible, y'all. I it just, is not because it's just I don't a even song say nothing about that he's masturbation. I just don't even want to repeat nothing he's saying. <laughs> okay, yeah, and I'm not gonna repeat it. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> what was the end of his fucking letter? Let's see. He said. Wait, wait, back to serious real quick. I love the poetry, guys. Really keep it up. It's absolute fire. Y'all be having me snapping in the car. <laughs> oh, well, that's all I got. Uh, that's all I got. So I'll let y'all go. As always, thanks for being a great podcast, Leroy. We appreciate Leroy, you. Shit. Leroy Ketchum. We're going to have a conversation about this shirt. Let me just say that On Point started this bullshit about this shirt. Because nobody else had even noticed that it was the same. Hell, I didn't even notice that it was the same shirt. But on point pointed it out, and now it's like this running. I can't joke. help that my observational skills are exquisite. <laughs> I can't help it. All right? It's a gift and a curse. Sometimes a gift and a curse for me, sometimes a gift or a curse for other people. I'm sorry. <laughs> now I'm beginning fucking pictures of, of gray shirts. <laughs> It's your fault. The more you resist, the more it becomes a thing. I need you to understand that about me and, and these guys, okay? If you just be like, yeah, well, I guess so, then motherfuckers wouldn't be saying shit about it. You're defending it too hard. Because it's, he doesn't wear the same shirt all the time. He had I went out with him three different times. Well, how you know he didn't choose just to be different on those other two times that he didn't have the shirt, but he wear the shirt every day where he at? But why would you assume that? That's like a client of yours seeing one of your um, superhero t-shirts that you wear and being like, I think he wear that shirt all the time. No, it's a shirt that you have that you put in rotation, but it's not a shirt you wear all the time just because they happen to see you in it more than once. Well, I see him in it more than once. You happen to see him in it more than once. Twice. In a very short twice, range of time. Twice specifically. A very yes. short range of time. It wasn't short. I showed y'all that you original. Don't know. I showed y'all that original picture when we first started talking. We talked, then I ghosted him, and then we this time started back talking again. So it was not a short amount of time. This was months in between time. Don't do that. At this point, it don't have to make sense. You defended <laughs> it too too deeply. Because he doesn't wear the same shirt. He does it. Now I'm gonna have to be like, could you not wear the gray shirt? I'm gonna fuck up gray shirts for you and that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> Let me be great. This is the first time I've gone out with somebody and it hasn't been horrible. We'll see how it ends, but right now it's okay. Let's see how it goes. Okay. So poetry. Yep. I went first last week, I think. I guess I'll go first this week. So So, y'all heard Red do Adam sometime back. Yeah. I think the first one you did was Adam. It was. And uh, I have Eve. I have the uh, the opposite of that. 
who? I don't know who did it first. I don't know if you, you wrote, did. I wrote Adam first because I wrote it on my note. Oh, okay. I said my pal Red wrote the opposite of this. Uh, I'm just trying to be like her. <laughs> Y'all check out her version. It's a whole bunch of my friends added you from these notes when we was in. Because there's a lot of people that you shouldn't be connected to that I think you just connected to because <laughs> I that. was tagging these <laughs> these notes. But uh, this is Eve. And I like Eve, but I feel like this poem could be better like just now. But that's one of those things when you look at, go back and look at stuff and be like, like my, my vocabulary has grown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? From 10 years ago. You know, but I, but I do like it. Um, Eve I'm searching for my Eve She's my Eve because she was stripped from the side of me But I messed it up I'm searching for my Eve She's my Eve because she was stripped from the side of me Created from my rib But God could have divided me Taking me completely apart to create my Eve Derived from a I'm searching for my Eve. She's my Eve because she was stripped from the side of me. Created from my rib, but God could have divided me, taking me completely apart to create my Eve. Derived from a small part of me, she makes up the whole. None come close to my Eve, for she makes up the mold. She lets me lead, though she far surpasses. My Eve gives me so much love, I take it in rations. For men die when they take in all of the passion, and men live forever with only a fraction. Lesser men ruin this love with only an action, but for me... But for my Eve, I can be perfect. Even though she accepts me for less than perfection, she puts me in my place, sends me in the right direction. Yes, Eve, she is my Eve. When I look to the left, she is by me. My Eve says I'm the ground and she is my tree. She gives me new sight, the reason I see. Her being here is the reason I breathe. She keeps me alive, the reason I be. I keep her on my arm. See, she is my sleeve. No mistakes made, for she is my Eve. Being my first and my last, I will die with this love. With her arms wrapped around me, I can die in this hug. Shoot me up with her love, I will die in this drug. So I take this stand as her Adam and Eve is my part at rib. I will bring her to me if it takes all that I live. If it takes all the days that I breathe, I won't stop until the day that I find my Eve. I feel like snap, snap, snap. Snap, okay, snap, snap. snap. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. Yeah. So... It's funny that you said about it being a drug because my song, my song, my poem is called Addiction. Okay. And it is about that very thing, actually. So that actually worked out well. Uh, okay. It defies all logic. For surely love is a gateway drug where addicts get hits in the form of kisses and hugs and deep soulful stares and a stroke of a cheek, the quickening beat of the heart, the feel of knees getting weak. It's euphoria in its purest form, created with a creating a state of mind with the ability to transform even the coldest hearts and the most closed off minds, giving extraordinary sight to the emotionally blind. For surely love is a gateway drug whose repeated use leads to an emotional flood. Happiness is a given, confusion a possibility, anger, fear, desire, anxiety, and jealousy, wonder and passion, anguish and despair. With love at the center, see it all begins there and we're hooked from the beginning. We never stood a chance because it all begins the day we are placed in our mother's hands. And the love is unconditional, the purest product possible. And so the addiction begins, our need for it unstoppable. 
for surely love is a gateway drug whose potent effects we can we can't we just can't get rid of there's no rehab facility no mystical healers for when stock runs out in one place we just find another dealer and no matter how many times we swear that we're through the need is still there the want to pursue until the cycle begins again a, a lifelong addiction that will never end Surely love is a gateway drug with an unequivocal high. It's all about finding the right dealer with, who possesses an endless lifetime supply. Just it. All right. Snap, snappity, snap, snaps. <laughs> um, I have. I guess next week I'll read um, a tree. Or tree. Was it a tree or a tree? Because you said something about um, being tree like in the poem too. So I do have that. I'll, that'll be my next week. That came straight from your shit. Your uh, Adam. Oh yeah, that line. Oh okay. Well, I have another. I have a whole other poem about a tree. It's like <laughs> the the most metaphoric shit. You. It's so. It's just one big ass metaphor. So I'll do that next week. Jesus. <laughs> she just getting shit out of herself or whatever she did on her phone. I don't know. I I somehow I played. I was listening to Family Feud on the way by Jay Z, and somehow I hit play on it. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> what the fuck that was? <laughs> All right. Oh God. Okay, so yeah, um, so that's the poetry. That's our 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 letter for this week. If you have a question that you would like for us to send, or if you would like for us to read on the show, you can send it into our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send us a, um, a letter that way. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> he just made a smacking noise for no reason. It's like, wait. Um, I pretended that the microphone was a lollipop, but I didn't want to put my mouth on it. So I kind of like acted like I was finna, you know, like lick. But it. why? I don't know. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. Some just stuff go in my brain sometimes. I can't tell people everything that go on. Okay. <laughs> so okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I do have a first story, but before I do the first story, I just wanted to share this with y'all because I just thought it was so. F- I laughed for a good 15 minutes when I saw this little meme. Um, a kid was making fun of. Uh, my student's shoes and my student real life said but can you beat my ass no worry about hands not shoes mm. <laughs> you can get these hands well how do they know it. that they can't beat them up i mean i don't know i mean well i guess if they got the level of shoes that might you know push them to use hands more often <laughs> they probably got a little expertise in the hands market that is fucking hilarious i wish that because i you know i i got bullied when i uh was in high school so i wish i i was like good at combats like, like now i am now I, we can we can snap all day we can do this but like when i was in high school i didn't have no combats like that but i laughed at that shit <laughs> for a good 15 minutes like you can catch these hands I, you, you know i you know me snapping would not be a good idea you know what i'm saying like i feel like i would use I would be real dirty. Like <laughs> I'd be like, that's why your mama cheating on your daddy. Damn. Or that's why your daddy cheating on your mama. You got a sister you never see. Oh my God. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about my shoes. Jesus. <laughs> that's yeah, that's way Psycholo- about psych- psychological <laughs> anguish. God damn. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. That would be terrible. I mean, you know, I 
you know, I don't think it would have been. I'm glad I wasn't talking for a lot, large part of my <laughs> early life because I had savage thoughts. I just didn't know how to organize them fast enough. You would be like that episode of Rick and Morty where Save Summer, where Rick left Summer in the the <laughs> oh yeah in the ship, and she was she didn't want the ship shooting, so they did psychological and like mm-hmm. fuck with that dude who had lost his son. <laughs> yep. Murder. You would do that shit. Murder with words. <laughs> okay, my first story is what I talked about in the opening when I said that uh, I don't want a drunk flight attendant. United flight attendant was drunk on the plane. Told passengers, if your seatbelt isn't tight, you fucked up. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Passenger Erica Gorman tweeted about the whole incident and said that the flight attendant was so turnt during the flight she had to go report her behavior to the pilot herself. Gorman claims the flight attendant was drunk. She tweeted, drunk and disorderly, belligerent, belligerent flight attendant. Boarding announcements were, if your seatbelt isn't tight, you fucked up. United has since apologized for the embarrassing situation and said in a statement that they were aware of a concerning incident involving a flight attendant. As a gesture of goodwill, we have compensated all customers aboard the flight and we apologize for any inconvenience or distress this may have caused. Um, and she was drunk as fuck. Just like, just wasted. Just, she black? She is. <laughs> Where the lie though? Where's the lie? What do you mean where's the lie? If your seatbelt ain't tight, you fucked up. That ain't, it's not a lie, but it's not professional. You're a flight attendant. <laughs> you ain't supposed, they have a whole script for how you're supposed to tell people to make sure that they seatbelt is buckled. And it ain't, I can assure you that script don't have nothing in there about saying you fucked up. <laughs> I feel like the people in there who are salty who didn't wear their seatbelt tight. <laughs> Tighten your seatbelt. No, no. And so if you got on the plane and the flight attendant started cursing during the announcements of what you're supposed to do, you would just be like, okay, you would be like, the fuck is wrong with her? Like, I would be concerned. First (laughs) off, I don't agree with seatbelts on airplanes. No way. Why? The same way as buses. If something fuck up, whose seatbelt going to save their life (laughs) in a plane? You don't want to go flying around. Have you seen? You know, like, what if if the um if it gets punctured on Turbulence. the way down? No, if there's a uh, the air pressure gets fucked up because of some kind of hole that's get put, you gonna get sucked the fuck out the hole. That's why you had a seatbelt on. I guess so. I guess you so. You don't want to get sucked out by that so. pressure. It may be turbulence too. Maybe if it's and a turbulence, bad turbulence or landing, you bounce out the seat. Yeah. So. I guess I can get with it now, but <laughs> if my flight attendant say, "Bruh, if you ain't, if you ain't got on your seatbelt tight, you done fucked up," I'll be like, "She cool." No, yes, I am. It ain't gonna make me terrified for my life. That she didn't say that the the lady who tweeted it out just said she was terrified. She just said that it was uh, disorderly and unprofessional. It was. What is she a judge? Guess what. They got their fucking money back for that flight. I feel like that's worth it. If that I was, can get my money back for this goddamn flight because you drunk, I will surely that do that. That petty shit. Guess what? She got her money back, and so did everybody else on the plane. They this ain't even is a legal term. Like, was it a lawyer <laughs> or a judge? Like, No, she was saying drunk and disorderly. Like, that is a, That's a criminal charge. Well, maybe she's a lawyer. I don't know. But I listen, if I was on that flight and I got my shit back because this person complained about this drunk ass flight attendant, I would be fine with that. I wouldn't have no problem with that. I get the money back for my flight? What? Yes. Okay. I wonder how the universe look at snitching. 
I know how we look at it, but did the universe be like, karma going to come back on you no, for snitching? Or? No, I don't think so. I don't think karma or I don't think, because snitching, you shouldn't have did the shit. If you hadn't done it, it would have been nothing for them to snitch on you about. Well, ain't that two wrongs? It ain't wrong. It, that depends on whether or not you feel like snitching is wrong. Is snitching wrong? I don't know. So that's the thing. If karma it deems snitching to be wrong, then yes. I but- think intent. Is important. I mean, like, I feel like if the lady was concerned about how this might impact the safety of the flight, considering that the the attendant was turned, then that's cool. But if she was like, I'm finna get my motherfucking plane ticket money back. I doubt it because you don't know. Like, they could have just gave them some miles, or you know what I'm saying. Like, she didn't know. She couldn't be guaranteed that she would get her money back by complaining. Like, they might have not done nothing at all. Shit. My thing would have been: Did she get turned by herself? Is the pilot turned? Did they have like a little get together before they? Cause I want to know that I'm not gonna die. Cause the fly, the pilot turned too shit. Like who all turned on this motherfucker? These are the people who are supposed to help you in the in the in case of an emergency. If everybody drunk, that's a problem. For real though, yeah, I'd be concerned about safety, man. This shit. person is supposed to be telling me like if she ain't coherent <laughs> enough to tell me about seatbelts. If a real problem do pop up, yeah. how the hell is she going to calm everybody down? Because that's what your job, part of your job as a flight attendant is in the case of an emergency. You're supposed to be making sure everybody doing what the fuck they supposed to do. This drunk bitch ain't going to be able to do that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but this ain't the first time. Like, I watch, um, you know, I watch a lot of ID and I watch a lot. I used to watch True TV a lot and I, I don't remember what show this was on, but there was a drunk, another drunk. Well, this one was white though. A white drunk flight attendant who was cussing folks out, <laughs> and she had to be forcibly removed from the plane. And she just kept talking about, "You see these wings? I got my wings, bitch." <laughs> drunk as fuck. So apparently, that's something that um, maybe happens from time to time with some of these flight attendants. They get get a little get a little wasted. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But everybody got their money back for the flight, so. Cause like once you in the it air, it said they were compensated. They might have just got some snacks or some shit. No, I guess it depends on what airline it was. The, at the least, they would have got like miles, which would have been they'd be able to fly again. Well, using that's bullshit. Miles. If I don't fly, true. If you, well, shit. If I if I ain't got to pay, I, most people don't fly because it's expensive too. If I got if I got a free trip, I'm gonna use them motherfucking miles. Like, even if I don't fly, if I get a free flight, I'm going to use that shit. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> shit. Even if you don't fly, you plan a vacation and use them shits. Now you don't have the excuse of how expensive it is, so. I guess so. Yeah. Do you know. The Muffin Man? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you know him? I don't know the Muffin Man, but I hear he lives on Drury Lane. Do you know the name Jonathan Todd Jackson? No. Do you know the story about Kevin Hart's friend? No. One of Kevin Hart's long-term friends is the one that was trying to uh what would they what's the word? Oh, extort him. Extort with him. The point, the it was tech, one of his tech, friends. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, the dude, a dude that's chilling with him. Like, fellow comedian, played in some movies. Uh, not with him, 
Well, he did play in a movie with Kevin Hart. What is his nick? See, all the people Action he hang Jackson out with. Is his, uh, is his nickname. Okay. Because, like, all, like the, the what do they call the Red Cup Boys, the Plastic Cup Boys, whatever, the ones that travel with him when he do his comedy, they all have nicknames. Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I don't know if he traveled with him like that, but you okay. know, I know it's somebody that he got pictures on Instagram with that he shout out like that fucked up. Like how how messed up of a person you got to be to do your friend, <laughs> or how broke you got to be? Yeah, that's some desperate shit. Like, or, or I mean, how Kevin Hart treat you or something like that? I bet it was just he probably asked Kevin Hart for some money. Like maybe he was dealing with something. Kevin was like, no. <laughs> And so this is the best way. Okay, well, you won't give it to me. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> Listen, if you gonna extort, you need to know how to extort. Well, obviously he don't know how to. He should have did a year or two worth of intel gathering. But see the thing that's what made me think it was desperation. If you're desperate right now, you don't have a year to wait to try to get this money. Like, it didn't work out. It didn't work out, but I'm saying, like, if that was his goal, if he, if his, he finna get foreclosed or whatever the fuck finna go on in his life that he was this desperate for money, he ain't got no year to to do no. So he just tried to do what he could, what he, <laughs> what he had currently. You reach out to Kevin Hart and ask him if I can get into one of your next projects. So ask somebody to borrow some money yeah. or something. Oh no, I'm not. He wrong as fuck. Like you don't do that, especially not the people that you call a friend. Um. That's fucked up. I mean, sure, Kevin Hart shouldn't, shouldn't be doing none of the shit he doing. Yeah. You know, but a real friend gonna let you know you doing some fuck shit. Maybe that's why he ain't part of the ones that try. Because the, the plastic cup boys or whatever, they, they go with him everywhere that he goes. Like, when he does these tours, they go with him. They open up, like, um, I know one of them name is Spank. That's why I, say, I don't know their real name because he call them by their nicknames all the time. But if you watch, I have, like, his stand-up, the ones that went to the theater, I have them on DVD. Mm-hmm. And they introduce him. They open the show for him. Like, they're with him. They travel together. So, shit, that may be why that nigga wasn't one of them. You can't be trusted. As evidenced by this. <laughs> it's fucked up when your friends do shit like that. Yeah. Can't even, ugh. It's crazy. It's very crazy. Um, let's... You have something else you gonna add? Huh? Were you gonna add something? I was. Okay. I forgot. <laughs> it's something wet on my microphone. I think it was a tear or something that fell out <laughs> my eye. And I'm like, what the hell is that? So it took me by surprise. So I forgot. Okay. I forgot what I was gonna add. <laughs> Childish Gambino. This mm-hmm. is America. This is America. He released a video today. He did. Uh, so by the time y'all hear this it'll be Tuesday that we're recording on Sunday and he released a video called this is America song is cool I like the song the video is cool but there are moments in it <laughs> where you be like wait a fucking whoa what <laughs> it's got very strong imagery very strong imagery but I feel like I feel like there are gonna be people that go that are gonna complain about it, but I feel like anybody with any sense will see the meaning behind the imagery and the fact that the 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 stories behind him doing the imagery are strong. So the imagery needs to be just as strong. Um, people get shot in this video, but it's like it's so random that 
they're just my and i mean i think again it's it's the strong imagery of these these real life situations that church was it in texas was it texas i don't know those people were at bible study just chilling mind their business not concerned about nothing when that guy opened and they had like welcomed him in it was like cool with him and then oh, the white boy yeah dylan roof yes south carolina south carolina um they were so i i feel like I feel like that's what that's what that reminded me of the when the choir got there's a scene in the video where the choir it, there's a choir singing behind him and he dancing in front of them and shit is just fine and then he just like out of nowhere have like an AK <laughs> and just shoot him and then keep going like it wasn't nothing. Um, I gotta read the lyrics uh, to kind of get a gist of what it uh, what the meaning behind it is. The imagery would be a representation of maybe blackness in america because he's the one that's shooting people in the video um and then there's police all around and kids all around and people running from him mm-hmm. when he showed he got a gun and, and different things so I, I need to watch the video and read the lyrics to kind of understand more of what he's trying to convey but this is america it's a very provoking thought-provoking video and he was on that. saturday night live and he performed two new songs on Saturday Night Live. That was one of them. And then released the video for it today. So all of this seemed to be to go. He was going to do the video and, and release it today. Yeah. Um, I just wonder how. I don't know. I just want to know how much is connected to the political landscape right now. You know, I wonder if this is like a response, you know, to something that's going on or what. I don't know until he explains it. I mean, of he, course, people gonna do gonna think people gonna do think pieces, and everybody's gonna have their opinion of it. And I'm sure what I'm waiting for is for somebody who is like a hardcore NRA supporter. Like I, I'm just waiting for somebody to talk about the people getting shot in the video. It's like this is fake. That upsets you, but it don't upset you when these real people out here dead. That's kind of stupid, isn't it? Um. But it's a very thought-provoking video, and the dancing. I listen. I was jugging with him in the when I was watching the video, like, and that's what's so disorienting because, like, it's like a uh, the the lyrics, them dancing. There's a levity to the video, and so you're just kind of like bouncing along because the beat is nice. And then next day, you know, motherfuckers getting shot. And it's it's unexpected. It's just kind of like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, it's an interesting video. Should check it out. This is America. Childish Gambino. Yeah, check that video out. It's it's very interesting. Indeed. Um, we gotta continue talking about Kanye West. This motherfucker. Because following you know the events of what happened last week, you know wearing the Make America Great Again hat and just just random support for Donald Trump, he. He said that slavery sounds like a choice. He said that they went on for four hundred years. Yeah, four hundred years. That sounds like a choice to him. And uh, I just don't. I don't understand that because, like, my counter argument is so. It's somebody that's doing a fifty, sixty year bid in prison. Is should they be able to get out because they've been? hell for a significant amount of time 
And that goes to whether you regard the physical change and the psychological change the same. Because that's what my issue with him saying that is. And, and that's my issue with anybody who says, well, the slaves outnumbered them. Why didn't they just rebel? Because rebellions happen. The Like fear is one of the greatest motivators or one of the greatest forms of oppression. If If you see the effects of somebody else trying to escape or trying to rebel they make examples out of them to keep to keep that fear instilled and some of these people went through horrific shit like they tortured these people and so i just it, it just amazes me anytime i hear somebody say anything even close to that like or like i well i wouldn't have it if you were a slave born into slavery you did exactly what the fuck everybody else was doing like you can shut up with that um to say if they because i would love to see i really wish we could send some of these folks back okay because it's simple so you just go back there and you fix the shit and and the time will ripple and it'll be fine because do you think it's as simple as causing an uprising like those didn't happen like there weren't people that wanted to escape it was people that killed themselves to escape the shit there like, are a lot of there were a lot of uprisings there are a lot of bloodshed for people trying to escape the mm-hmm. confines of slavery. Just trying to escape. <laughs> Let's not talk about the blood that was shed just from the white people of the time being horrible mm-hmm. and, and and murdering in mass. You know, there were always uprisings. There were always people that fought. And where you escape, where you escape to? Where you gonna go? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say you are able to overthrow your particular slave master. Where the fuck y'all gonna go? Because if you ain't got papers, you can be enslaved by the next person that just finds you running or killed by the next person that finds you loose. Yep. Uh, he also he also talked about the idea that when a white person kills a black person or a white police officer kills a black police officer, people want to protest and rise up. But when, you know black people killing black people nobody care look i am so overhearing that dialogue there are initiatives yep. in every single black community that yep. exists about how to reduce the crime how to reduce the violence if you want to know what those initiatives are go and look into the community i know it's a ton of them in chicago it's a ton of them outside of chicago but trying because to help that's chicago. not because that's not what gets televised you feel like it and like kanye should his whole Kanye's whole <laughs> his whole shtick about this thing was free thought free thought don't listen to what the media is telling you think for yourself and he ain't doing nothing but regurgitating yep. the same shit that the wealthy republican conservative base has been looking at and talking about to invalidate gun control measures to continue to frown upon the african-american community and and the violence that exists in those communities he has become nothing but a pawn in this chess game not even a pawn he just a little square that they playing the game (laughs) on one of the black ones so that they can move their agenda forward and some polls his african-american numbers have risen because of, of of this and that's why the rhetoric that kanye have is dangerous now my brother and me got into a little little argument about last night I talked about me and him got in an argument about the Avengers, mm-hmm. but we also got into an argument about the First Amendment. 
And I mean, he ain't the only one that feel like the First Amendment is gone because we can't accept Kanye having whatever kind of thoughts he want to have. It's not. I wish people would stop that. Free thought, freedom of speech does not mean free from consequences. It means free from consequences from the government. The very first line <laughs> of the First Amendment says, the government shall make no law regarding. So, ain't no laws done stopped Kanye from saying what he want to say. Nope. It ain't stopped you and me from saying what we nope. want to say. You can say whatever the hell you want and not be prosecuted, but it don't free you from public persecution. And the thing is, free like his version of free thought is what I say you agree with. Free thought means you are free to think that shit, but I'm free to disagree as well. Free thought, it means that all of us are able to have the ideas that we have and believe the shit that we believe, but it's getting turned into if you disagree with me then you're against free thought no motherfucker you just wrong i just feel like you're wrong and i have the right to feel that way but it's becoming if, if i don't agree with you then i'm against free thought no you're free to have those thoughts the same way that is pe people are free all these folks that be doing this racist shit on social media free to do that but the companies that they work for are also free to decide that, hey, I don't want you fucking my business up, so I'm going to fire you. They're free to do that. That doesn't mean that your First Amendment rights are being trampled on. That means that everything that you do has a motherfucking consequence. That's all that is. Kanye West, I don't think he knows what free thought is, to be honest. You know, I think that he believes that free thought is just going against the status quo. Because being a black person and voting Republican is against the status quo. It is. Republicans, I don't think, get fifteen more than 15% of the black vote. And if, if he wants to have that vote, you know, because of financial reasons for him. And I said that last week. That makes sense to me. Then great. Yeah. But that's not free thought. No. It's free not. thought is having your own thought separate from other people's viewpoints and having it despite other people's viewpoints not feeling like it's being threatened because other people feel differently or other people feel don't agree with what you're doing like that part of the free thought is not contingent upon people agreeing with you yes their thought you're still free to have those thoughts but people are free to have their thoughts everybody is not going to agree with you i just i liked van is it van lathan van lathan his response because this is what i was saying from the beginning i don't give a fuck about because everybody's like why are people paying attention to kanye kanye don't matter he don't i'm not i don't care about him but what i agree with when van responded to him is that his words have real world consequences for other fucking people it isn't going to impact him he gonna be fine he gonna be living in calabasas doing what the fuck he's doing the stuff that he is saying is going to have impact on people that are not him the things that he's uh, he's saying has real world impact just not on him you shitting on the people that buy your music because it is going to impact them. It ain't going to impact you. You're going to be just fine. And for people saying, you know, he should be able to have his opinion and people shouldn't, you know, respond a particular way because it's his opinion. I'm going to tell you right now, Red. <laughs> if you start, if you meet somebody in the community and it's a leader of a cult and you decide to follow in that cult. <laughs> And you start sending me messages trying to get me to come have a, a side night Kool-Aid party <laughs> in a year. You can have that opinion. You can have those thoughts. You can choose to do that. I can choose to not answer your calls, to not answer your texts, 
to send you the voicemail. That is my prerogative. It is. If I don't agree with the shit you're saying. Yes. I don't see how people can be mad that black America ain't answering Kanye calls, <laughs> ain't answering his text, and is sending his ass to voicemail. I don't see why people are saying that we should accept that. No. It, and the crazy thing about <laughs> crazy thing about conservatives is that the essence of the message freedom of speech and it means you got to value the other person's freedom too yes it does but the people that's defending kanye is basically saying kanye can have his freedom of thought and freedom of speech but not you (laughs) you are not free to be able to criticize him of the thoughts he have because they might not be the same as yours and they make it seem like because you don't agree with him you want him to believe what you believe. No, I I can believe what I believe. Yeah, you can believe, and believe what you that believe. your shit is shit. Yep. But still let you believe that shit. You want to believe that stupid shit. Okay, but I still think it's stupid. And if you bring it to me, I'm gonna tell you that I think it's stupid. That's not me forcing you to change your your way. You can still think it, but I'm gonna as long as you think it, I'm gonna think it's stupid. It's not agreement. Allowing somebody to have the freedom of their own thoughts does not mean that you have to fucking agree with it. It's not agreement. It's, it's this what you, okay, this how you feel. I think it's stupid. I don't get it, but okay. And I feel like that uh, in a lot of, even in relationships or even in just dealing with people in general, that has always been a huge problem is that people feel like they can't just agree to disagree. You know, with people that have, uh, that that are very religious that end up having people that are homosexual in their families you can accept that person and not agree with their lifestyle that does not mean that you are in agreement if you still love that person and you still inviting them to the family dinner and shit they feel like that's agreement so because i don't agree that means i got to put you out of my life no it doesn't you can still love that person and not have agree with their lifestyle that, that that those things that don't go together <laughs> like not mutually exclusive no i just i don't understand why we have this idea that people gotta like everything that you do or, or, or agree with everything that you say sometimes you're just gonna be fucking wrong <laughs> or people gonna feel like you wrong and that's their right to feel that way did you see the ti interview Mm-mm. i heard that song but i didn't see ti's interview so ti it just gave a lot of insight on Kanye West, you know, in, in his interaction with it. And it was a good interview. I, just, I like T.I. I like him, but, like, he just reminded me of prison niggas. The way he talked when he trying to talk about, like, political stuff, he used all the words he learned in the dictionary. He even he he joked on up. himself. <laughs> and you can tell he was, joke, you know, yeah. using words to that that <laughs> emphasize what was going on. That's but, what prison niggas do. I guess because they ain't got nothing else to do. They sit around and learn all these new words. So when they get out of prison, it's like everything is so fast. It's like, nigga, it's, calm I down. Think that, I think that the, the level of countryness that he speak with surrounding those words that he used... <laughs> Make them stand out so much that a white man saying it just sound different yeah. than T.I. saying it. Because, man, he, saw, he talks so country. He and does. I know I do, too. You know, Not T.I. country, though. I don't, yeah, I don't talk T.I. <laughs> country, but he, he talked real country. But he gave more insight. Kanye West, he basically was talking about he he, had, he said, I ain't seen T.I. in like five or six years since some event. And Kanye. Yeah. He hasn't seen Kanye in a while since these events, and when he uh, and he saw the tweets, and uh, he 
called the people to get in contact with Kanye and was like, what's going on? And Kanye was like, you know, we need to meet up. And he said they met up within the next day. Like, he flew down to where, where Kanye was at, and he was like, I got there, and, you know, he got, like, season seven or whatever, his clothes all up in his mansion, and the new Yeezys coming out. And he was like, a part of me wanted to say, hey, bro, when is these coming out? <laughs> he would be like, but I was on a mission. You know, he was like, <laughs> he was on a mission, and he said they talked about that shit for four hours. And he said as they was talking, Kanye was, like, processing things. You know, and when T.I. said, what about the fans and people that you've hurt? And he was like, he said, like, he he couldn't understand how he, he said, I hurt people? And then Charlemagne said, Kanye texted him to ask him, did I, did I hurt people with what I said? And it's like, he said that Kanye seems to be trying to figure out himself right now. You know, but... Like at what cost? Like he said, in a, at what cost are you trying to figure yourself out? So, and how did you get to a point where this part? Like, I understand growth, and I I know that we we are ever growing, but to get this far off, you know what I'm saying? Like, how what 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 events led him to be in a place where he's having to find these things out? Well, he said himself? that uh, T. I said the last time he dealt with Kanye, it was a big thing. Kanye did not use phones. He didn't use phones at all. He said in this interaction, not only did he have a an iPhone, but he he had called Ti up to that interview that he did on Breakfast Club. He said they talked every day, mm -hmm. and he said that Kanye before now has been so disconnected to the common experience of anybody that he's just now starting to see what the world looks like outside of his little box that he created for himself. Okay, that's fine, but don't speak on shit like it's fact then. Don't, don't well, speak. Well, but the, <laughs> the problem is we're dealing with a narcissist. I know. You know what I'm saying? We, we're we dealing with, just, just like Donald Trump, we're dealing with somebody who believes that their worldview is the one that is real. Mm -hmm. And everybody's worldview outside of that is the one that is compromised somehow. Mm -hmm. You know? and and But the reality is I, the worldview outside of theirs is the one that's sensible and they trying to well Donald Trump ain't doing this but it seems like Kanye West might be trying to figure it out the problem is he shouldn't be talking about it while he's trying to figure exactly. it out if that's the case don't talk but, about it like it's fact but he wouldn't think about he wouldn't he wouldn't look at it like that as a narcissist you know and and Charlemagne was like does this give you give him a pass he said hell no like Kanye don't get no pass on none of this shit but I suggest you watch the video if you want some clarity. I just really like how T.I. communicated that. Mm -hmm. And it's on the Breakfast Club. I really like how T.I. communicated what he was trying to help convey. And you know what? He said, uh, Charlemagne said, as, as, as clear as he communicated, T.I. communicated things. And he asked, if Donald Trump wanted to sit down with you, and, and do an interview and talk about issues and how to change. He said, would you do it? T.I. said, yeah, but I got to bring somebody smarter than me with me. He said, I got to bring Louis Farrakhan. Or he, he said, I got to bring somebody that can truly convey and understand what needs to be achieved on a higher political level. Mm -hmm. He said, I don't got no interest in politics. I don't understand. And he was like, Donald Trump going to bring somebody with him? 
to help him understand me. So I feel like I need to bring somebody smarter than me with me to meet with him. I commend him for that, for knowing for knowing that. Exactly. And and he was like, you know, and not only that, but like, I ain't finna have no mean with Donald Trump by myself and he get out there and say, you know, we had a conversation about how to make America great again and fuck my reputation up. <laughs> like I need a recorder in there to know <laughs> so we know what the hell actually was said. He ain't finna put me on blast like he be doing to everybody yeah, else. He does. But another thing another two things that he said, one of them ain't surprising, but he said two things that I learned about Kanye that I did not know. That man is dead the fuck serious about running for president. <laughs> T.I. said, when I say dead the fuck, that nigga is dead the fuck serious about running for president. And then he said, his mama, he is still struggling like hell with his mama's death. Like, he said it ain't nothing that he said, you but just you can tell yeah. he is still struggling with, with the passing of his mama. You know, and he hope he get help and stuff like that. But man, I suggest y'all y'all check out that interview. It was a really good interview on some some stuff about Kanye. But but one more thing about Kanye West. If you watching, if you on Facebook, you've seen these video clips of him at TMZ, and it's saying this is what the media won't show you because they show that little clip with him and then Van Lathan. Ain't nothing about that thirty minute interview that you watch. That helps his case at all. <laughs> I don't know why people putting on there. This is what the media won't show you. Listen, go the fuck find it yourself. <laughs> the media, I'm gonna keep saying this. The media, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, all that shit. If you are an intelligent person, you can watch any of those news sources, and you'll know that every bit of information they give you is breadcrumbs for you to go do your own information. Yep. I can watch Fox News today. And all that's going to do is give me things that I should go research and look up for myself to determine how I feel about the things I heard. You know what I'm saying? Like, they are all skewed, but they should not be taken as facts. So when shit say what the media won't show you, I'm starting to, I'm really starting to become paranoid about people who say things like free thought, <laughs> media, narrative, People who saying shit like, well, you just going along with their narrative and, you know, this is what the media won't show you. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I just don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. This is what the media, like, cause when I keep seeing this, cause I watched it. Yeah. This is what the media won't show you. And I was like, okay, well, let's see some greater. I mean, he talked about religion. He talked shit about religion in there. Like he, but it don't help <laughs> nothing about him talking about slavery and then Van Lathan. I don't know if you saw like after that major clip that he did. Yeah, I did. But Kanye, you know, went up and said, hey, bro, I feel like you want to fight me, but, you know, I want to come over there and give you a hug. And he came over there and gave, you know, gave him a hug. And he said, I don't want to fight you, bro. Like, I, I don't want to fight you. I defend you every turn. Like, I defend you. Mm -hmm. And then Kanye started saying, well, Trump is a human, too. Oh, you know, nigga. and <laughs> if y'all watch, I want y'all to look at Van Lathan. He put his head down like <laughs> I can't co-sign this shit. Like, look at him. When Kanye starts saying Trump, but I'm sorry, I just feel like I'm ranting because I keep going over the place. But the problem is with this thing is black America is continue, continues to be the people that are told to accept mm -hmm. shit. Bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Kanye is telling the black community to love. Why don't you go tell Trump to extend his arms to hug the, the lower SES and poverty-stricken communities first? Why, why make us go hug somebody that hadn't even shown an interest in our success? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't come telling us we need the love. Go tell the 1%. Go tell the wealthy. And I feel like Kanye West above anybody should be able to understand because for years before his other projects dropped, he was sitting there telling us about the hierarchy of the fashion industry and how he could not get into that industry. Yep. So I, if you reverse the context, I don't see how he believes. Like, I feel like he should, with, with enough time, Kanye, you can break into that fashion industry. But he going on sway saying you ain't got the answers. He don't got the answers. Like, well, I mean, if you feel like if if time is the thing that can help you achieve whatever you're going to achieve and that there are not confines that can stop you from achieving those things, then he should either understand that uh, I just feel like he should understand the context of not being able to break out of the bondage of slavery for him not being able to break into a system that had structures set in place for you to not be able to move forward. I just, I mean, but like I said, we're talking to a narcissist and we're talking to somebody who, for some reason, just decided to be Donald Trump. Like, it's so many more things he could be doing mm -hmm. that will make every black person be ready to buy his shit. He could be in Chicago fucking donating to schools and doing shit in the inner communities. He could be doing anything. Mm -hmm. And he's sitting here criticizing President Obama about what he didn't do in Chicago. Nigga, you from Chicago. What have you been doing? President Obama ain't even got the clout that you got. He ain't even got the influence that you got. Mm -mm. So, Kanye West is something else, man. I mean, I still listen to his old shit. I might listen to his new shit. I don't know. I don't care. I can compartmentalize that shit. I can recognize that a nigga that's dumb as hell can write a a decent song about nothing. But if his but if his album some poopity scoop, make America great again. Scoop scoopity scop. And and Trump is my homeboy. Then fuck that. Scopity scoop. But Ti also said in that interview, he said, Ti he said Kanye played me about ten lem tracks. That he was working on for his new project. And he played that poopity scoop shit first. <laughs> and he said, and then he played like 10 fire tracks after that. So the fact that he played that poopity scoop first meant that he was trying to get a rise. But he feel like Kanye is one of those people who has risen to the level that he believes anything that he put out, mm -hmm. people will love. Yep. And what that does is it keeps you from pressing yourself to be better than you are. Because you believe that whatever you do is acceptable. Mm -hmm. And so he said he think that's what that public scoop shit was. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's ridiculous, it man. It is so fucking stupid. That's my rant. At the end of the day, what am I trying to say? What am I trying to convey? Uh, the first Ain't nothing going wrong with the First Amendment. Uh, the way that we accept each other's dialogue is, is bigger because uh, social media exists. But I feel like if social media exists in the 80s, it would be the same shit. You know, we have different opinions. That's just how it is. We can just see the different opinions in bulk now. You know, that don't mean that you can't have what you believe and I can't have what I believe, you know, because I argue or debate, you know, what your belief is. I 
I vastly and deeply respect your ability to feel the way that you feel about something. And I wouldn't disrespect you for that. It's so many clients that done came into my office. Well, I don't have an office that, that <laughs> I visited their school and, and their houses and they believe such different shit than I do. But that don't, don't impact my relationship and how I view them. You know, yeah. it does impact how I can choose to move forward with them as far as, you know, talking about those things I don't agree with. But, you know, go for it. G Easy. Who has that? The rap, the white rapper. Mm-mm. No limit. No, that don't help even more. It's the, it's the name of the song. Oh, the name of the song is No Limit. Yeah. If I hit you it one time. You know it was a No time, Limit Records? Why Yo, you? sorry. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> if I hit it one time, I'm a. I'm, I'm a oh, I'm a, I'm a. If I hit it one time, uh, then I like, then I like her. her. If I hit it two times, I'm a wifer. If I hit it three times. No, three times is a wife. Two times, I forgot. Anyway, it ain't safe for the black or the white girls. That song. That's him. That's like easy. <laughs> when you say it ain't safe. That what he said. I know, I'm just saying. That sounds rapey. <laughs> Danger. That's G Easy. Okay. G Easy has long been known or thought, I guess not maybe not known. Uh, to be a cokehead, and he got arrested in Sweden because he had coke on him. Nobody was surprised. I heard that on the Breakfast Club. That he got arrested for the coke. The story. Oh yeah. Well, but like, so he date that singer Halsey. Halsey. Yeah, I don't know no song. Oh, I'm bad at love. How how you spell that? H a. She look like H a. It's a woman, ain't it? Yeah, H a l s e y. Supposedly she mixed, but she's just like a white girl to me. <laughs> She might be mixed. I don't know. She just looks like she just looks white. She white. She, she said be, she mixed. She might be mixed with them Japanese. <laughs> she says she's she's mixed. So Steve probably talking about she mixed with fucking German and goddamn Polish. No, I think her dad is mixed. Okay, so she see. has a black and white dad and then a white mama. So she like 25% black. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, her daddy black. Her dad is mixed. He's not black. He black for police purposes. <laughs> he black for police purposes, but for genetic purposes, he is half black. So she's only a quarter black. And that nigga look like a nigga. He don't even look like he got mixed parents. But he does. And so she's a quarter black. And she look white. And she does. But that's I mean, he, he done got pulled over so much with her in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but that's who he's dating. And so there was like a, a photo or a video of them on a yacht doing what looked like sniffing lines of coke. <laughs> so apparently both of them are coke heads. I don't know, but. That's what you do in Hollywood. Is it? Listen. It, yes. Okay, so listen. I'm the only just, people that don't, that don't do drugs in Hollywood is Beyonce. Well, listen. If this podcast were to take off and we became famous, I'm going to need you not to be doing coke. <laughs> I got my own psychological trauma for the reason I don't do substances and alcohol, <laughs> so I don't need I don't need fame <laughs> to challenge that. But like, <laughs> I if, got my own reasons. If you look at... So, for anybody that does not know, when you do coke, it messes up your nasal passages. And so, that's why people that do coke a lot sniff all the time. 
<laughs> because they didn't fuck their nasal passages up. And so that is a symptom of doing coke. In his interviews, he's always sniffing. <laughs> always sniffing. Which leads, again, to people being like, he a cokehead. So apparently he went to Sweden. And um, how much coke? Let me see. I can't remember how much coke he had on him. Got to fight. So what? Got to fight. I don't think he... Um, Got the fight, like geez, it don't even look like he can fight. I mean, uh, somebody came racist. up to him and started taking pictures of him, and where well, <laughs> oh, they asked if they could take pictures of him. You know what? You're right. Uh, my bad. What? He apparently attacked some security guards in Sweden after getting caught with cocaine. Oh, that was after though. Well, somebody asked if they could take a picture. He said no. They came up and started flashing anyway. His security guards took that person's phone and smashed it. They got mad and aggressive. And then the security from the club came up to the situation. And then g Easy started trying to fight one of the security guys. They called the police. Police came, found cocaine on g Easy. <laughs> I'm mad you done made up a whole <laughs> story. That, this is what happened. I'm telling you this is what happened. Like, that's what they said on the breakfast club. Oh, happened. okay. Well, yeah, they didn't say how much coke, but he got found with coke. Why? Why wouldn't you get rid of that, like, very soon? Like... As soon as you realize, or I guess if you high. Oh, yeah, because apparently he had been belligerent the whole time. G Easy had. So, like, I think he was high as fuck already. Um, I mean, it ain't, look, he a rapper. This ain't going to have no negative impact on him, like, at all. He's white. <laughs> Which what, He's white or a rapper. Which one takes the president? I pro uh, probably that he's white and then that he's a rapper. Like, is Coke one of the things that, that like, it's, like, lean and, like, popping? That you don't really hear about, like, rappers talk about selling Coke, but they don't really, they don't really talk about doing Coke. That's a, that's a white community thing. Yeah. So, I, I mean, think, it's not like black people don't do Coke, but, like, that is one of them drugs that, like, all my friends were scared of. Yeah. When I was little, like, my friend, the dudes I hung around, like. That was white people stuff. Like oh. black people didn't didn't like just do that. But what big part of it is because cocaine is a privileged drug. Mm -hmm. You don't really find it commonly in the black community. Yeah. Like you do in the white community. And the only other the thing the 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 residue of cocaine is crack, you know, which is hard cocaine. We know we don't fuck with that. No. It's too many drugs, <laughs> but like we're talking about Pookie from New Jack City. Yeah. You you don't do crack. So in the no. black community, I just don't think there's vast access to that. Mm -hmm. So what you find in the black community mostly is gonna be weed. Okay. So him being white and then him being a rapper. Him being white make it acceptable that it was coke. And then him being a rapper, I think make it acceptable that he doing drugs, that drugs because that's what yeah. the fuck they do. So I think both of those things contribute to why this ain't gonna have no impact on him because it's expected for him. Um but yeah, he I just No, I'm thinking of Amsterdam. But it's still so I, it's just weed though. It ain't Coke. <laughs> yeah, you can't have Coke. Can't have Coke, but he he be sniffing in all his damn interviews and shit. He look like he do coke too. I he don't do. even know what that means, but this song. He, I just watched. I just looked at. He him. look like he do coke. He just look like a cokehead. But whatever. He, he they ain't gonna. I think I saw today where they had posted that he's gonna avoid jail time. Yep. Yeah. Rashawn Nelson and Dante Robinson. Do you know who they are? Are those the um Starbucks dudes? Yep. Yeah. Those are the Starbucks dudes. Oh, they asked for a dollar. 
Yes, they asked for a dollar, but then, Starbucks had to. Uh, Starbucks had to uh, start some kind of initiative in the in the in the community for, yeah. you know, um, two hundred thousand dollar entrepreneur grant for high school students in the city. Uh, why did they want the dollar? <laughs> I don't know. They could have just did the initiative. Probably some legal. That they had to accept Probably something. some legal yeah. context behind making a deal like that. Sounds like... But they received free tuition for the University of Arizona. Oh, shit. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what this means, generally speaking. Um, but... I mean, I guess it means that they were not out to... They, they really were... They're more concerned about the impact of their... On the community as opposed to them saying because they could have just made out like some bandits <laughs> you know what i'm saying like they could have asked for the two hundred thousand dollars for themselves but they didn't do that would you have taken a um would you have taken an actual settlement for your own financial gain or would you have taken like a dollar i couldn't do both i couldn't get them to start an initiative and get some probably not get some money shit i would i don't know that i'm noble enough <laughs> that i would have did went the the uh initiative route i would like to believe really? that but i don't know with the profession that you're in i know <laughs> shit me too goddamn i'm i mean i'm just saying yeah i, I got loans i did what i'm saying like i wouldn't I even been... i would i'd be like i don't want no cash <laughs> pay my loans <laughs> off and we good like i don't want no Physical handout, if that is, because that was conservatives frown upon. I pay my loans off, you know. Since it's a, since it was given to me by a system that you know is full of fuckery anyway. I told you, if I was ever in the, I would be like, oh, dude, that that stayed on people in Waffle House. I was trying to save my fucking self, and y'all happened to benefit from it. Like I, I don't, I just don't know. I'm not one of these people. That, oh, yeah, I definitely would have started an initiative for the community. Mm, I don't know. I would like to think that I would be that noble, but I know myself well enough to know that. <laughs> eh, probably so, not. I guess the fear I have about the two hundred thousand dollar situation is it's just it's just a aesthetic pacification uh, of of the situation. But then that goes back to the question that you've asked before about well, what do we want? What would have been a better because they did the, they're doing what well, they they're doing at the end of this month they're doing the training for the employees they're gonna do this what would have been a better like what do we want them to do i don't know i don't it's know the question um, i think it depends on the intention of white people in america to be honest are you not gonna know what the intent well are? whether we know or not if the intention of white america is to help all oppressed groups and groups who have less to gain then that's that's a good move if the intention of white america is to maintain the power that they have and continue to be in denial about the reason that they have that power then this shit ain't shit then if that's the case brothers y'all might as well have took every penny y'all could have got from this system yeah you know, and and I guess if this happened to a black person, you should take take all the pennies you can take from this system. But they just gonna become another Kanye West, you know? Yeah. 
two admirable black people that other black people should be like and not take handouts and, and let us handle helping the community, mm-hmm. which don't don't translate into helping the community. Yeah. It translates into throwing some money into something, but it's still better than nothing. I yeah. don't know. I don't know what we can realistically expect out of white America. But the worst part of that is I don't know what we can actually achieve without white America's involvement. Yeah. And that's hard. That's going to be hard to hear if you woke and listen to this shit. Because I basically said, I think we need white people's help. (laughs) I don't think we need their help. But they at least need to be complicit in the idea that if we start making it, they need to let that shit happen. Yeah. So what we have now is that when brown people start making it, it get throttled somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we can go back into history and talk about Black Wall Street and how they physically burnt down Black Wall Street. But it's a lot of ways today that that our success is continuing to be throttled. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about this move, but it is what it is. Um, Art Kelly says he's heartbroken over y'all trying to mess up his legacy with these these false allegations. Are we messing up your legacy? Yes. He's not messing Us? up. Nope. We're we're doing it. We're messing it up. Like you don't got no role to play in why people might perceptually be, <laughs> you know, attacking attacking you. You don't understand. In a in a statement that his management released to New York Times, Kelly said he is a God-fearing man, a son, a brother, and most importantly, a father. He but should the, be scared of God, hell. <laughs> but the media has dissected and manipulated these false allegations. He added that the accusations perpetuated by the media are just an attempt to distort my character and to destroy my legacy that I have worked so hard to build. As far as the sex cult accusations, the statement says R. Kelly has close friendships with a number of women who are strong, independent, happy, well cared for, and free to come and go as they please. We deny that the many dark descriptions put forth by instigators and liars who have their own agenda for seeking profit and fame. All of the women targeted by the current media onslaught are legal adults and of sound mind and body. I mean, he would say that. <laughs> I mean, and I understand, you know, when you get caught with your hand in a cookie jar, you know, natural instinct is to say that hand ain't mine, <laughs> but but it's connected to your body. We can see this. It, it is you. What are you? What are you talking about? I just the people not wanting to take responsibility for their old shit it just astounds me the levels that they would go like it's not the shit that you're doing that is tarnishing your legacy and right now R. Kelly like your legacy is that you was fucking with these little girls and making songs about sex that's your legacy that's what it is right now and that's what it's gonna be going forward like that's just what it is my nigga like you need to just be glad that you hadn't they haven't been able to make get you on no charges and you ain't did no time you just need to take this l and shut the fuck up like because it could have been much worse if they had been able to prove this shit and lock your ass up you could be doing time and have your legacy tarnished you just got the tarnished part 
Cause and I look, can assure you, if you go to prison, it's gonna be some happy motherfuckers that are killing. <laughs> look, I'm gonna do a callback. I'm gonna do a callback for any new listeners to episode 92, the People versus Robert and Raymond. <laughs> this is what we did. Uh, I recorded some remixes. Oh my god! Of some of the songs. So fucking funny. Uh, that uh. That's probably one of my favorite episodes. Usher and R. Kelly. <laughs> I re-recorded some songs. So at the very beginning of that, go listen to those jams, uh, including uh, I don't see nothing wrong with uh with under twenty over nine, as far as age goes. Um, <laughs> just making fun of R. Kelly a little bit, and I think it's worth a listen now since he's coming out. And trying to somehow figure out how to maintain his legacy status. So. But what bothers me is that so this is on the I'm looking at the shade room and in the comments there are black women caping for this nigga. Like this comment, mm, all the black men, huh? I'm not falling for it. People are out here trying to destroy all of our black men. Cosby, Kelly, Kanye, and many more. Fuck out of here. Haven't heard ish about Charlie Sheen, Weinstein, or the school killer. <sighs> let's say that's true. Let, let's just say that nothing has happened to these other people. Does that take away from the fuck shit that these niggas that you talked about in your previous sentence? Like, I hate when people say that. Well, what about all these other people? They fucked up, too. Like, I don't... How does that make it okay for R. Kelly to do this shit? Because it's white folks doing this shit who haven't been punished for it. It's fucked up across the board. I don't care who's doing it. I don't care who the pedophile is. It is fucked up and terrible. Your argument cannot be he shouldn't be punished because these white men ain't being punished. The fuck? No, 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 no. Because guess what? They're not tarnishing all black men. The black man that's doing fuck shit, sure, but you cannot sit up here and act like there are not actors and artists and all. Denzel Washington. Has Denzel Washington ever even had a scandal at all since he's been? Samuel Jackson. So you kiss my ass about this shit. You can name more (laughs) that ain't fucking up. Then idiots. So you get kiss my ass about this. They trying to take uh, tarnish our black men. No, they tarnishing the ones that then tarnish them fucking sales. The fuck out of here. You talking about like they the only black men out here doing some shit. That's offensive to the ones that are out here not being pedophiles and not being rapists. Fuck out of here. I can't stand black women like that. Like you caping for this nigga who. One of them would have dropped a quaalude in your shit and fucked you while you was asleep. One of them would have been getting you while you was a Girl Scout. And Kanye sitting up here talking about your ancestors one shit. You you get the fuck out of here, bitch. How about that? The fuck? Hate when people do that. Especially black women. We already at the bottom of the total pole. You out here caping for these ain't shit ass niggas. The fuck out of here. Most of the people I will say underneath the most of the comments were like, fuck him, he fucked this up himself. But the ones that are that are taken up for him, a large part of them are black women. Like, bitch. <laughs> no. No, I don't care how many white men are pedophiles and rape people. I want all of them. Like it's it's never gonna be an argument that white people ain't getting getting punished for this shit. Wait a minute, I mean that is an argument. How is it an argument? It's a, a it's an argument because what am I trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> the, my argument or my perspective, I guess maybe not an argument. Maybe I'm saying it wrong, but my perspective is that. This ain't no goddamn new America. Okay? <laughs> this it ain't new. <laughs> like white people 
get away with don't that. get yeah. the same treatment as their black counterparts for doing the exact same shit. They get better treatment. Yeah, you can go find a number of statistics that will show you that shit. If my counterpart, a counterpart means same income level, same intelligence level, everything else pretty much the same. If the difference is white and black. I'm getting the shit end of the stick compared to him. That's America. It ain't no new America. Nope. You know, so don't act like the fact that maybe these men are getting, you know, more attention from a legal system. That ain't new. But don't act like they ain't did shit. (laughs) Don't act like they're not in front of a judge for a reason. Don't act like they're not being publicly persecuted because of a video where they might have peed on somebody. (laughs) <laughs> Let's not act like that person might not have been underage. They did shit to get put in the limelight. If you don't want to get put in the limelight, be Denzel, be Samuel L, be Idris Elba, be a vast number of other black people that ain't doing shit. The only time they ever do bad shit is in movies when they act exactly. roles. Exactly. Because there's plenty of people that have left legacy, black people that have left legacies behind that have not been tarnished by shit because they weren't doing shit. And I also have a problem with you only naming two uh, uh, an actor and two music artists. You do realize that black people do more than that. You do realize that there are black people out here that are fucking engineers and, and rocket science and we got other motherfuckers besides some entertaining chucking and jiving niggas too that pisses me off as well like you count all of our black men as all of the ones that are in the public eye or that are entertainers you do know that we have some intelligent black brothers out here doing some amazing shit who ain't out here doing bullshit they do in, that they count as our men too ma'am it ain't just people that can sing or rap or act or play basketball or the shit that we are stereotypically known to be able to fucking do we do do other shit we do have black men out here doing more than that ma'am you might want to go look some of them up so that you maybe don't feel like all of our black men are being like the fuck out of here bitch just no Fuck R. Kelly. Fuck Bill Cosby. Fuck Kanye. No, fuck no, all no, of them. no, no. Well, no, so not. Yeah. You don't have sex with them. <laughs> well, one of them, you ain't. You, you, I'm too old for R. Kelly. One of them is going to happen before you even know it. <laughs> one of them, you too old. I'm way too old. <laughs> I'm too black for Kanye. Maybe. So, yeah, not going to happen. Medicaid. <sighs> What about it? Voters question biased Michigan law that seems to require black Medicaid recipients to work while exempting whites. Are you surprised? I am getting more and more surprised at how obvious they are making their racism the same as North Carolina, North district Carolina. lines. <laughs> Sorry. Well, the problem with North Carolina is their voting lines were blatantly based on race and the areas that black people were versus white people were. So I'm just coming to kind of be surprised at how bold they are becoming at doing something blatantly racist and trying to say that it's not racist. Yeah, I can see But that. Uh, Med- Michigan put a new Medicaid, and, and, I, I, and this interests me because I work with Medicaid clients, mm-hmm. right? Um, most of them are white, you know, but black people get the rap for being welfare queens. So whatever. But Michigan's put a, a, a in place a new Medicaid work requirement that blatantly discriminates against its poorest communities and people of color. 
The new bill requires people on Medicaid to provide proof of working 30 hours each week to keep their Medicaid coverage. But if you live in a county where the unemployment is above 8.5%, you don't have to do that. So this protects counties where you're going to have an abundance of white people that live there. But a lot of the white people in that counties have jobs. Mm -hmm. And so the white people that live in those counties that are as poor as black people that live in these other counties don't have to have that work requirement. Mm -hmm. But because when you start talking about black communities and black counties that that have a predominantly black population, the unemployment rate is higher. We're going to talk about unemployment rate being higher. Yeah. You know, and that don't always have something to do with the black people involved. Sometimes it just have to do with the demographics and the availability of jobs. Because if you go to Bessemer, Alabama, ain't nowhere that black people can work. You Not can work real. at the, the, the local chicken spot. And you can and and if you go into the car car dealerships, ain't nobody black. You go into the uh title loan and pawn loan places and pawn shops. They got black employees, but the owners are white. Yeah. You know, there's not many places for you to work, actually work to have a job to get those 30 hours. So you're going to have a big community where the employment rate is low. And I wonder if that's based on how many people work in the county. I wonder if they calculate how many jobs are actually available, too. Probably not. It's probably the percentage of people to the percentage of people employed. Yeah. They, I doubt they're looking at, like, opportunity for employment in that calculation. I bet it's just employed to unemployed ratio. So Out of the number of people in that particular county. But the re, if you look up Medicaid in your state, the reason that if you live in a red state especially, the reason the surge of new legislation coming around medicaid is because trump them uh this year have pushed for states to you know create new medicaid legislation so here families that are on medicaid don't qualify unless they're making over three thousand dollars um per year if you make over three thousand dollars per year so you got to have a job mm-hmm they're adding a work requirement. So you got to have a job in order to qualify for Medicaid. But if you make over $3,000, you don't qual- or qualify for Medicaid no more. So it's not possible that you're going to have a job that you don't make $3,000 in over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. And so it's what they're essentially doing is kicking people off of Medicaid who get a job in which we already know in society that those jobs won't maintain a life for somebody because of the cost of living. Mm-hmm. Minimum wage don't maintain the cost of living. And I saw I saw uh, saw somebody calculate a seven twenty five dollar job with forty hours per week and say that's a thousand one hundred and sixty dollars. Sound like you can, you know, find a place. They legit didn't take no taxes out of that shit. Like what? <laughs> but anyway, it's just the 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 stigma is so deep, man. And I just don't understand. If you don't understand depression, you just oh, you just in denial at this point yep. in our society. Or 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 you're just so you just been so so deeply shielded from the experience of brown people, you know. Because if you're a brown people that don't understand oppression, then you just silly as hell. Yeah. For some reason, you you're definitely like you've been running around with blinders over your eyes on purpose because you live in that shit. And whether you choose to know that it's happening to you is one thing. Where you choose to have what fuck boys called a victim mentality. You know, I guess that's up to you, too. But the way that I tell kids is that, you know, it don't matter how 
how little hurdles the white person next to you got or any other person next to you got if you got a lot of hurdles in front of you you just got to get fucking good at jumping over hurdles yeah that's that's at the end of the day i'm at the end of my life i'm just gonna be a good ass fucking hurdle jumper yeah you know i'm not gonna be done look back at all the lack of hurdles that the person next to me was running you know this is my life I'm not going to base the measure of success that I have on what it looks like the ease of somebody else's success was, you know, but that also don't mean that I'm not going to recognize that I'm getting shafted. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm just going to be good as hell at being shafted. <laughs> I guess. Um, I'm not going to talk about this very long. Um, Nikki, now when Chun Li and Barbatines <laughs> when Chun Li and Barbatines the songs came out and I saw like the the visual the pictures with it I was like oh people gonna get all up in arms because talking about cultural appropriation but she's just Chun Li is a video game character she's not it's not appropriating Asian culture then this bitch released the videos and Chun Li specifically is full. <laughs> <laughs> of Asian shit and I'm just like why would you do this why would you do that like you know when the Vietnam War was going on those little cone shaped hats the Asian people were wearing no. out in the field I don't know how I have no idea what you're talking about I don't know how else to explain that <laughs> they look like cones <laughs> like flat like <sighs> Ain't no way like to search umbrellas. this and it not be racist. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I don't know if I want this in my Google history. <laughs> Just like anyhow. Vietnam they... cone <laughs> head. <laughs> that sounds really fucking terrible. I'm sorry. An uh, Asian conical hat. Maybe that's what it is. Like Raiden hat. Yes. Why didn't you just say that? I because Raiden didn't come to mind. The niggas had on Raiden hats in the video. What is Raiden? What what is his race? I don't know. Was he white man? Raiden he was white in the video. I mean, race. in the movies. <laughs> Raiden Mortal Kombat. He was white in the movies, but yeah, they had them Raiden hats on. Race. That's the best way to. She, okay. Like all in the video is like a bunch of Asian shit with Asian writing. Like it's just. <laughs> It's just gonna have people coming out. What? It say that Raiden was seven feet tall. He could still have been an Asian. He could be like Yao Ming. I wasn't comparing that to him being raised Asian. He was just the same height as everybody else on the damn game. <laughs> like they didn't distinguish his. Oh yeah, no, he wasn't taller. Not in the game. You thought I was actually being racist about Asian height, <laughs> nigga? <laughs> I didn't know because we were talking about whether or not he was Asian. No, I just was wondering what race he was. I wasn't, I wasn't assuming that he was Asian. He was white in the movies, but they whitewash everything, so that don't mean shit. <laughs> there was a white man that played him in the movies. Raiden is a god of thunder and lightning in Japanese mythology. Okay, Japanese. So he's Japanese. So she had, they had people with Raiden hats on and just a bunch of Asian imagery in her video. So. Cult, you know, cultural appropriation is, yeah. <laughs> like I said, when she just had the little puffs and shit, I was like, well, that's a video game character. She's just emulating the video game character, but she just went all the way to the left. 
in the video and just a bunch of Asian shit throughout the video. Um, so I'm sure there'll be think pieces and people will be talking shit about it, which I mean, I get, you know, black, bad publicity is still publicity in a lot of people's minds. So probably ain't gonna matter. But yeah, because I know you didn't watch the videos, but Chun Li specifically has a lot of Asian imagery. Tired of Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Even oh. if she shake her ass in the video. It ain't her ass. I mean, she bought it, it I guess. Yeah, she paid for it. It, is it looks stupid. She like walk like a horse. I don't ever want to be walking around like a horse. It's not. Just not in my plan. <laughs> Some people okay with it. I'm not. I don't want a horse ass. It's too much. Tomato, tomato. That's all I have. That's all I got. All right. You got nothing else on your mind? Uh, my my date does not wear the same gray shirt all over. I just feel like I need to say that again. He has other clothes. He can have a favorite shirt. <laughs> yes, he can. I don't know why that would be his favorite. It's just a gray shirt. My shirts are my favorite based on wearability. Uh, number one. So I wear a lot of shirts that are heathered cotton. Mm-hmm. So it depends on the blend level to make them my favorite shirt. This Deadpool chimichanga and taco shirt, mm-hmm. very much my favorite. It's very breathable, which means that I don't sweat so deeply up under it mm-hmm. that it melt away my deodorant and have me start getting all musty. Well, he wears a shirt underneath this shirt, though. I mean, it might be shirt feel. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's a different in how shirt feels when you have a shirt that's all. But cotton. you don't feel it if you got a t-shirt on underneath the shirt, do well, you? He rub his arms against it all day long. Oh, okay. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like it could be, it, it could be a number of things. Okay. And now, don't get me wrong. The reason that this has become more like I become more aware of of these things is because ADHD is sometimes misdiagnosed as. Um, what am I trying to say? I have no idea. It's uh as like a sensitivity to to other things. Like kids who always fidgeting with their clothes and stuff, like tags and stuff. Sometimes it's kids who have been um when they were born, they were poked and prodded on. So they have a really deep sensitivity to things that kind of like scratch up against them. Mm-hmm. Or kids that were under lights when they were little, mm-hmm. they have a high sensitivity to lights and the same for sounds. Mm-hmm. And it and so I don't know, you don't go into the schools, but a lot of elementary schools have uh, sensory deprivation rooms. That's what it is, sensory depri- deprivation issues, mm-hmm. where basically they have like, they have like 10 different textures on the wall. Like they have some carpets and then they have like things with little bristles on it and stuff like that. Um, and then they have dim dimmer lights where you can dim the lights and turn it back up. And they just have things where if children end up having those sensory deprivation issues or where particular textures and things calm them down, which mm-hmm. they do, you know, it make a difference. And, you know, just because of becoming aware of that, I started noticing the textures of different shirts and pants and jeans and stuff and I kind of started noticing when when I'm irritated by something that I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's just it's just a level of awareness that that created that. But I mean, I guess he could have that. I don't. So know. yeah, he might like that shirt because it feel good than a motherfucker, basically. Okay. okay. It felt like a regular shirt to me, but all right. Go feel some of your clothes. Like if you had on some silk, 
that shit feel different. Like a silk robe and a cotton robe feel vastly different than each other. You know what I'm different. saying? Like, yeah. and it make a difference to some people. I don't really care. I would not buy a silk robe. I would not wear a robe, <laughs> basically. But some of them feel really nice. They're really fluffy. Do you put on a robe when you wet or after you dry? After you dry. Huh? It's weird. I don't. I don't know what a robe is for. Why don't you just put on your clothes you finna wear? Or just be in your drawers? Because sometimes when you get out, like if you're if your house is cold, or if the AC's up and you get out and you, you just were wet, it's a lot cooler. So like while I'm lotioning my legs, sometimes I have a robe on because I'm cold. And then after I lotion up, then I put my clothes on. But while I'm sitting there, I want to have a robe on. I don't believe in robes. <laughs> They're extra pieces. They're not Santa. They're you don't believe of, in them. The extra piece of unnecessary work. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want no rope. Anyway, um, well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla. Holla.